Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you are about to listen to the Speaking Of podcast. Today my guests are my good friends and fellow pastors at King's Church, Adam and Julie Brewer. They run our Celebrate Recovery program. They have both amazing testimonies and God has been doing amazing things through their lives as they lead the recovery process in hundreds of people's lives. Incredible conversation. We hit some really important stuff as it pertains to changing your life by the grace of God. I think you're going to enjoy this. Here's my conversation with Adam and Julie Brewer. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah we're excited to be Speaking invited. of podcast, uh, uh, podcast collaboration, because they're also, uh, is the Adam and Julie podcast. The Adam and yeah. Julie so, podcast. Hey, yeah. look at that. We'll, we'll cross podcast here. Yeah. So I, I've been wanting to have you guys on because, uh, you know, I guess I should tell people who's with me today, if you're listening and you're not seeing it, uh, we have Adam and Julie Brewer, uh, ministry power couple from yeah. King's Church and uh, both pastors here on the team and specifically have been uh, on the kind of the front line with our recovery ministry and yeah. leading the charge with that and just have... Uh, not just incredible ministries, but just incredible stories. And so, you know, I wanted to talk to you guys just just in general because I have my friends on the show anyway. But I wanted yeah. to talk to you about recovery and transformation, and yeah. Yeah, uh, specifically how easy it is to be a Christian, go to church, mm-hmm. do your mm-hmm. life, and not see a whole lot of change. Mm-hmm. And I think we've maybe experienced that in seasons of our lives, those of, those of us who have followed Jesus. And then yeah. we've also seen people, if you've been around church, you know, like they come, they would say they believe, but there's very little change, which yeah. seems to fly yeah. in the face of what Jesus says about following him, that we'd bear much fruit and that we'd be uh, transformed. Yeah. And so you guys have seen... Uh, it in your own lives and you've seen it in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people's lives mm-hmm. at the church and through the church. And I just wanted to talk to you about transformation because really we're all after it. It's, you know, Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. We're all after, you know, real change in our lives. And if you're not, um, uh, I think you're, I think you're, you're dying because if you're <laughs> not, right. if you're not changing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So welcome to the show and take a minute. I, I'd love why don't you guys tell for our listeners, I know, you know, on your podcast and even people who are connected with King's Church, you don't need an introduction, but there's people mm-hmm. maybe that aren't as familiar with uh, our church sure. or you guys. Yeah. Give everybody mm-hmm. uh, the the synopsis of your story. Hmm. Wow. And like, who uh, wants to start? Go ahead. You can start. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. we, we've been married for 19 years now, so... Man. We 19. met actually when we're 16 and we both come from Christian homes. Mm-hmm. We actually met at a youth group water ski camp that still goes on today. All right. And um, chased yeah. me down. Yeah. I've seen you water ski. So yeah. Yeah. it's pretty impressive. It is. He's very good. That's actually what <laughs> caught my eye. Oh, wow. Well, when I saw you getting geared up to water ski. Oh, come on. Well, here we I was actually, like, you better be good because... He's putting this guy is putting on his gloves and a special sock and the gearing up part at first turned me off because I actually uh, thought like 
We were all know. teenagers, first time water skiing. Look at this guy. Nobody, nobody had their own equipment. Yeah. And Except he shows I, up. I was going all the way. He shows yeah. up with his own water ski, his wetsuit. Yes. And a thing that he actually put on his leg. Yeah. Like, what, where's this going? Yeah, well, I know, I know. So, yeah, my very first impression wasn't good. Until he like, skied. And you're like, like, okay. Who does this guy Until you've seen me go. And then, yeah, a few days later, but middle of the week at water ski camp, I already had my my eye on a couple other guys but by midweek they dumped me and so i, I was a leftover third choice <laughs> third choice and adam was water skiing and yeah. i remember looking and i was like what is that like i never saw a it wall was, of water before oh when somebody word. slalom skied man the first time i ever yeah. witnessed that good. and so yeah yeah to, to, to be and fair to history. our listeners i, I have Although I didn't, uh, I wasn't so impressed by the wall of water that I wanted to ask him out, but uh, I did experience. You're not the, too bad yourself, there, Brent. Not oh my bad. goodness! Come I, on. I, maybe maybe the difference is I don't have my own skis and uh, yeah. and, and 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 gloves. Yeah. But he had he had lots of yeah, practice. The guy can water yeah. ski. The, the yeah, guy can water ski. Yeah, he yeah. still can actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. If we need to spice up our marriage, I just get him back on the ski. There you go, man. Oh, something, man. Up, something about those slalom yeah, skis. About that. Yeah. yeah, that wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> We've with been the, through a few with the dad bod. Sizes, with the dad bod. <laughs> the dog, yeah, that would look yeah, really we had cute to in that suit right go now. Go a couple yeah. sizes up, but oh, anyway, man. the COVID man. dad bod is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I got it going. That's how you know you're a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so so we're at water ski camp. There we yeah. go. Yeah, five minutes so, yeah, of that. Yeah, anyways. So we met, we started dating, and we've been together ever since. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people are shocked by that and wonder how, how did we make it that many years? Because, I mean, yeah, a it's, lot of work. it's been 24 years, including mm-hmm. yeah, you know, our dating years. Yeah, like right after, uh, you know, I was dabbling. I wouldn't say an addict right away when we were married, but I was definitely dabbling in it. And then right yeah. after... You in know, in what like in yeah, drugs well, all, you know i don't people aren't big on the gateway like marijuana is not the gateway drug mm-hmm. and I, I you can't i'm yet to meet an addict that has destroyed their life or really hard up that it didn't start there right um, didn't right. start with a few beers on the deck yeah. didn't start with a few you know smoking pot with your friends yeah. you find me a, a guy that's life's falling apart and ask him where it began yeah. um you know, it my, obviously did something for you. Like the oh, mirror, there's something about it that you liked. Um, I remember getting high the first different. time. Like and you liked. Thinking yeah. It was, uh, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. Um, I remember it. I, and I do. And then even later on in life, like with medications from doctors and yeah. different things, like taking that and thinking, this is what I've been looking for. Like even some like ADD medication mm-hmm. or like help, like stuff that helps. Like yeah. it, it does. I remember taking that for the first time and thinking, this is what I've been looking for. Wow. And it's so funny. Um, is actually Jesus is what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, it, it's like not saying those medications in some are unhealthy, yeah. but there was definitely a void within me that that I I believed mm. that was filling. But yeah, it was and, we, and we do apart. look back and think like we know so much more. I mean, we're just right. teenagers. We didn't understand it at the time, but yeah. we do see that Adam struggled with ADD, yeah. and so he he has personality traits, and you know he's got that going against well not going against him but he definitely was more susceptible it's to a factor yeah you know many many yeah. kids probably try marijuana but for him it was like he was medi- Always, like he was self-medicating like and, even really. like we're laughing at the water skiing but like dirt biking motorcycle downhill all of that thrill seeking 
things is what I love. And like, you're an all in, you're an all in personality yeah. too. Like you don't and do we anything about that, that you're, Brent, you're the same way. You're all in. Like, yeah. If I'm into something, it. I'm all in exactly. Yeah. addictive yeah. personality. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. can be a yeah. can be a strength and a huge or a huge weakness. Depending yeah, it's on his how you biggest use it. strength that we see and yeah. his sure. biggest weakness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I mean, I didn't know that he was doing marijuana. The, the most of what I knew when we were dating is he just out of the blue said, I need to tell you that I did that a few times. Like he knew I was a Christian and right. I was very much like, mm-hmm. you know, I was I, playing Christian. Yeah, she was a Christian. I was thinking hmm. that I was yeah. dating a Christian and he had Christian family and he um, he just said out of the blue, you know, I've tried marijuana, but I just want to get that out to you. So that's the extent of what I knew. Which is your way of telling her the truth, but not, yeah. actu- not actually. Yeah, kind but of testing marriage, to see co- what I would think of that. And it was that. cocaine, yeah. like you asked earlier, what was it? It yeah. started with marijuana. C- cocaine was like through our early years of right. marriage, multiple, so first six, five years. Six weeks after we got married, he yeah. overdosed in the middle of the night i had to call an ambulance his eyes were bugged out of his brain just screaming but he wasn't there Mm -hmm. and it was a mix of a couple things not even to get in details but it it was just it was very scary i i i thought he had a brain tumor like something was i it didn't even dawn on me that it was drugs Mm -hmm. that's how six weeks man like i didn't know so i called the ambulance my parents just lived up the street they came down in the middle of the night and the emts you know, they came in and they were just screaming at me saying, what is he on? And wow. I didn't even know what that question meant. That's how mm. green I was. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. And so, yeah, just sitting outside the emergency room, um, mm. his parents came and my parents were there. And I remember going in and seeing him in the emergency room and he kind of came to, and the only thing he said was like, you're an idiot. Like, um, I'm on drugs. Like, and then wow. he just kind of went back to sleep and I left with my parents and oh man packed a bag. Oh, I went man. home and um, then he took it all back and was trying to say that that wasn't true. And anyways, so I don't remember that. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Him, but, but obviously when we got, I got home, yeah. you came back. I came back within a couple of days. He, and, he, and we, you did know the truth at that point. Yes. You, yeah. you said, yeah, this is what's happening, but I'm glad that, you know, um, because I wanted to stop and now it'll be easy to stop. And so it just kind of went on. It went wow. that way. And it was on and off for years. Yeah. Uh, Brent. And then, uh, yeah, it was just like, it's funny, you know, we're talking about recovery. I never bowed the knee to recovery. I was never going to do like recovery for a lifetime. Yeah. Like that's, I'm not signing up for that, man. Like, there's no way am I going to be like but that we didn't person. Even, we didn't even really know of any no, options. I, I did. Yeah. Because people, I knew like, from it, just TV and different like A A N A. I wasn't signing right. up for that. Like, there's no yeah. way I'm going to sit in a circle with yeah. a bunch of guys yeah. until like, like we know guys that have been sober for 30 and 40 years, and they're still going. Right. They're Christians and love Jesus. It's like I'm not doing that. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not doing that, guys. See, I can kick this. And yeah. I'm going back to work. It seems like a bridge just, that's just yeah. Like it's just I, yeah. I can't do that. I'd love to get help, but that there's no real options for me. So I guess I'm just gonna. Yeah. Sort of white knuckle it. And and along, I don't want to leave out like along the same line, like as, as Adam was in this unhealthy pattern, I mean, now looking back, I've learned so much. I can see that obviously there was unhealthiness on my part, right? Sure. Like right from the start, not like people would say to me, like, if I was in your same situation, like I wouldn't have just kept 
like believing him and right. and kept People going with say it. that though. Yeah, they weren't in it. It's the same story with it's, everyone. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. It is. But... And then so years later, like it was in and out, in and out, right. and uh, like you. Always, the, the thing is, is you always go back. It's like the drug addict that decides he can drink or do this or buy things he can't afford or feel that you always end up back to the drug of choice right. is, is the model not and for my story it was always kind of a new drug of choice yeah and so then i i did go to rehab um yeah. later on in our marriage but five years it was in. five years yeah. um so after five years uh things appeared to be really getting bad again like I, okay. for five years i didn't know if he was using and people would keep asking me how's adam doing and he did seem to be better somewhat, but then by five years, it had gradually been getting worse and worse. Okay. Like the weight was falling off. Um, he was just missing for, you know, large amounts of time with no explanation. Money mm. was missing, stuff like that. And so um, also like all of our friends were having children and I wanted children, but like mm -hmm. it just, we weren't even having no. sex. Like right. it was, I didn't know if he was just drifted using. apart. But I knew that it was bad. Like, I remember saying to people, I don't know if he's using, but I can't stand And with what him. I was using, I like, couldn't, I, we, like, not even to get grosser yeah. details, but you couldn't have sex. Like, it right. just, and it's so, humiliating, man. Yeah. It just robs, wow. robs everything, yeah. everything that you love, man. Everything. So I was, everything. I was mad at God. Like, I, I was just an anxious mess. I didn't, I couldn't even put words to what was going on. I just hated my life. I wasn't, like anything we got invited to, I'd have to try to convince him to come. So I was going to church by myself. He'd be in bed. And it just like, it just wasn't the life I signed up for. I right. didn't know all mm. my kids, all my friends were having kids, like I said, and that's all I wanted in life. I mean, I think I even went into marrying him blind because my goal was to get married to a Christian man. Mm -hmm. We go to church, we'd have kids and just wasn't happening and right. I and I didn't even really know why because I mean he was so convincing I didn't really think he was using but I just knew that it was bad so wow yeah so then at five years we found out I, I found evidence that in fact he was using and um, I asked him to leave and that's when he went to to rehab yeah. for the first time yeah and that was a six-month uh and that, and that really helped though right like i mean it that did. showed well, that's some... where i got introduced to recovery yeah um it did. and like and not that's people get mixed up on recovery like they think it's just for like a, a actually life recovery yeah right where i started i got introduced to jesus in yeah a like different the holy way. spirit like, like the church yeah like the church i grew up in um and not knocking it but like the holy spirit and those type of things it just wasn't part and with my personality um those things are super important to me, like like worship and those, and I was introduced to that at this wow. place, Jesus within that type of recovery, like applying him to the steps and him to life and what it looked like and around a bunch of men mm -hmm. all the way from like Navy SEALs. I had a Navy SEAL with me, I had a Ranger, we had firefighters, we had cops, wow. we had yeah, it was just there was about twenty guys there at a time and I got introduced to just it's like, wow, I'm not alone in this. Right. And some of these guys are getting some serious recovery. Yeah. Because we'd see guys, guys graduate out of it. There'd be guys that'd be working there. They got years. So that changed my life. And I, we came you home. You were a different person. I was a different. Well, you Jesus. Were, yeah, it was yeah, different. Was we came a, home and it was exciting. Yep. And hmm. not that we don't want to go too long on this part, but I had a shoulder injury. And, we, it started we, with and we had our kids. That's we when we had our kids. And I remember I made that decision. Am I going right. to stay or am I going to leave and like, because this could happen again, mm -hmm. but I decided 
you know, I had already been with him that long. And so it was a very big decision for me to decide I'm going to stay. Right. So then, and then we had and we did kids. get plugged and we had our kids and I was plugged into our church, yeah. um, different church than the one we're actually working at or part of now. But yeah. um, we were plugged in, but still on the recovery side, I, yeah. I wasn't doing the AA. Like I was going to serve in the church. Yeah, and that we was were it. young. Like yeah. we were young. We were well, 28. But we, I mean, and we were still green in the fact, like we didn't know anybody else that were, were going through anything like this. And right. we both thought that he was healed. When he came home from yeah. recovery, we thought he's healed. It's like done. he That's literally, he us. was a different person. Yeah, right. We didn't even know oh, man, this I is something he's going to have to keep working on. With people everywhere. It was like, and he's, doing, it was he's awesome. a total, well, yeah. he's like he is now. Like it was trans transform right but there's still a deep work that i wasn't yeah. willing to go to i wasn't willing to go to a place that god wanted to go to right i just wasn't i like i knew i come to church and it, it was good and i was journaling and i can flip through those journals and look and you know i had some opportunity to help with some young adults yep. and some different things but i still i remember there was a place within me that i wasn't willing to go there were sacrifices what i wasn't willing to make I did get my electrical license in that time. Yeah, I worked you started for you, which working was, for my dad. Which was amazing. Yeah. Um, that, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but there was a place that I wasn't willing to go. And then things started creeping in. I didn't want to go to church as much. Yeah. We you both, know, we both, when we had our kids, I just, like, we were on fire. Like, we were doing our devotions every day. Like, we were praying together, all that. And for me, it was when we had the kids, I just, you know, stopped right. doing my devotions and stuff like that. So we both just kind of, yeah. just that slow fade mm -hmm. and then and, and then, then just, the shoulder right and the shoulder i yeah. wasn't even but it's funny i didn't think i was primed mm -hmm. but i was primed like they, yeah. like for a reason i don't want to say the devil made me do it but man when he laid it in front of me he knew it was time to lay that in front of me and i said i rejected it two or three times from from the doctor so just, yeah so doctor. back up you had a shoulder surgery and then yeah i had an injured for shoulder. pain meds got, yeah, so before the meds. surgery you went a couple of years mm -hmm. with you know with the med, with the meds. Yeah, before the surgery. Yeah. So I hurt surgery, my, yeah. I hurt my oh, shoulder. Okay. They I gave me you. medication. Yeah. I was on it, had the surgery, and then couldn't kick it. Right. Right. And I knew. I, I remember driving. It was actually by the Rossi Commons. I remember one day, actually, make it's crazy how that messes you. That's why I love what Jesus says. It transforms you by the renewing of your mind. Mm. Because my, I sat there and I actually said out loud. I said, I have a choice. I said, you know what? I'm not going to quit these. I started like doing a little withdrawal. Knew I needed more said, I'm not going to quit this. I'm going to lie about it. And it's going to be a crazy long road. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I just, you made, I made a conscious decision outside of everything I believed and wanted to pursue that addiction. Wow. Like I made a, like, I remember I could take you to the spot saying, well, I've been here before yeah. and I'm not going to stop. And wow. this is going to suck. It's going to, it's going to tear Julie apart, the kids. And, uh, and yeah. then we tried many ways to stop on our own and, yeah. and all those things. And we ended up at Kings. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was in a group with you, Brandon, and, mm -hmm. and struggling, struggling. I like, we know I remember. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. Yeah. And like just broke. Cause at that point, man, I love Jesus. Like mm -hmm. I loved him. And uh, yeah, but I, I think about, and, I think about how, you know, and I think I'd love to talk to get both of your perspectives on this. Um, because you've, it's not just this story of transformation isn't just Adams, like God's changed you mm. too, Julie. Like, yeah. and, cool. and I think that's one of the, maybe a misconception we can talk about is that like, you know, yeah. not just recovery, but like trans, like 
this idea of transformation is something that God is interested in doing in everybody all the time. In everybody, for sure. And yeah, I, I, I was one of the things I learned when you guys started Celebrate Recovery at the church was, mm. you know, it, it very quickly puts into perspective how we, it's not just the addicts who keep it at arm's length, but yeah. people who might not be struggling with drug use and they'll think that CR or Celebrate Recovery, the ministry that you guys run, is for people who have problems. I don't need that. And it's yeah. like it's such a it's such a more far reaching conversation. Oh, and the idea sure. of transformation is central to being a Christian. So I want to hit both of your stories on this. But, you know, I look back, Adam, at that time when we first started crossing paths and we had a little like a little men's group we were running for whatever yeah. reason. I felt I, I invited you in. And, uh-huh. you know, I look back at you, you know, I try to imagine you then uh, up in comparison to who you are now. You know, I don't even know that guy. Yeah. Right. Like no. that. Like I, I like you, you, I literally had a hard time talking to you because I didn't think you could hear me beyond four or five words. So I literally right. remember like as soon as you start talking to Adam, you go into two or three sentences and he's, he's off somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like, like even just attention span, like your, yeah. your, your physicality all- has changed, let alone like your spirit, your spirit and your temperament and all yeah. that. Yeah. And I think about just that time and how different you are. And like, I think, that's the most beautiful part of your testimony is it's, it's so um, it's just so obvious uh, that, that God has done a work in you and that you really have, again, you're, I, you, I know you real well. We know, we know each other. We're close enough to each other to see past the mystique of, Oh, that's Adam, the CR guy. And that's pastor Brent. Like we Uh see each other's humanity. We know we're not perfect, but I also know that, Man, like there's been legitimate, real, like forever transformation that's happened in your life, and you've been able to reproduce mm-hmm. that in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess the big question I want to I want to lob to you guys is, you know, based on your story and then your experience with helping others find mm-hmm. their own road to not just recovery but transformation, and like that's that maybe that's the kind of the cool thing is there's a conversation about recovery, like kind of. Mm-hmm. Re- yeah. restoration and rebuilding what the enemy's stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's like, you know, God wants to take you beyond recovery into like transformation yeah. and into like yeah. improvement, into you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing I, I'd love to hear you guys speak on, because I've always been a bit intrigued by this too, because, you know, as a preacher or as a pastor, you know, mm-hmm. I'll see, you know, even in one family unit, I'll see a new family come and I'll see yeah. maybe the mom or the, let's, let's, let's not typecast that. It usually, it usually is the woman, but maybe the dad just like ignites and something shifts and something happens. And you can see real change happening. But then within the same family, the same people sitting in the same row, getting the same information and the same opportunity with the same Jesus, not experiencing the same thing. And like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. To you guys, what are the big kind of like separators that mm-hmm. like if if these things are present, yeah. that's going to indicate that transformation is really possible versus, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess just what separate like in your mind, you know, because you see it all the time. You see people come and go from, you know, mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery or King's Church and, and, the, and then you'll see some people come and they're changed. And what are yeah. the big Big separators. It's, you know, the the biggest thing for people, it it usually boils down to broken relationships in their past, hmm. like past 
people that have hurt them. Um, and so, or shame, it's like one of the two, it's either shame for something that they've done that they don't feel like they can share, like it's too shameful. And so it's stuff that they've never shared or it's, it's people that have hurt them in their past and they haven't been able to get past that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, un- unforgiveness is huge. Yep. Um, I had a lot of that in my life that I didn't even know I had, you know, I received forgiveness. Um, but man, how can I receive so much forgiveness if I'm not willing to forgive, which mm. we know is biblical mm-hmm. and it was huge, but like even just some of the practical thing that you're saying about Brent, like, okay, how come that family's getting it? And how come this family isn't like, what, what is it? The big thing is, is doing the hard things. Yeah. Like good intentions aren't enough. Yeah. And you've preached, right. that they're just, they're just not enough. Mm. So you know what? You need to go home and put a password on your computer. So your wife knows everything that you're looking at. Like, yeah. are you willing? Well, you know what? God's big enough to. He'll to zap me. Like, I, I, yeah. I got to have mm. a phone in my pocket that, you know what? If I don't want to do it, I just won't do it. Yeah. It's like, that's not like. So a certain degree of not desperation yeah. maybe is the word. Yeah. Like, like First of real all, brokenness, brokenness before God and say, like, when you see those tears going, like I could, I won't give names, but I know guys that have come where there's the openness and this mm-hmm. sincere brokenness of not being caught or not wanting, not just wanting what the pastor has, yeah. but as actually brokenness before mm-hmm. God that I'm a, train wreck admit like admitting that yeah Yeah, like like totally and then starting to receive that real forgiveness not masking the past let's go in there for a second because i I remember like that's really where where our story started was you had desire you knew Mm -hmm. you knew what you were doing was destructive Mm -hmm. and like you i think i've I've heard you tell the story maybe like like come to church and cry every weekend like the brokenness (laughs) things there Yep. But then there's there's something else like there's an there's still like a, and I think you were referring to it earlier about like a par, a compartment that I'm just unwilling to 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 let go of yep. yet. And like, what's the difference between, you know, you know, obviously this one step and maybe we can talk about the 12 steps. But like one of the steps is just like ad, admission, right? Like that type yep. of like admitting that this is a problem and that I'm incapable of, I don't know the actual words for, yeah, that's yeah. Good. but like, You're right on. Yeah. Um, it, that's obviously a huge step, but then there's that, that piece of like permission. I don't know if that's an actual step or not, but that like, God, I'm yeah. done trying to protect this thing. That is. Yeah. yeah. It's admitting that we're powerless on our own. Yeah. Like I'm and powerless it, over yeah. my tendencies. Cause you said I would leave church. I would cry and I'd leave church yeah. and I had all the intentions of the world. Yeah. Of changing, but there was no way I was going to like, I'm going to do this and no one's going to find out what I did. Yeah. Like I'm going to do it. And you know what? The things and the secrets, God's big enough. He's forgiven that it's gone. It's buried. Nobody's ever going to know. And I'm going to be healed and made whole. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it just never, yeah. it, it never did. And it, I think for you, like, even when you were, you know, in Brent's group and stuff, like You've always like you've been able to admit so much, but it, yep. it's always in the past. He he's always right. had a hard time admitting what's happening right now. Hmm. Yes, and so to yep. getting so real, like right now, I'm using and right. I can't stop. But he could say, you know, I've struggled with addiction, right. or yeah, whatever. It's never, not so bad right now. Keep it so. at arm's length. Yeah, yeah. and that's a trick of the, of Satan, man. Like yeah. he wants, like I think he's in favor of us admitting some of it. Yeah. Right. If, right. If, like, if it keeps weird. us in the present locked up, yeah. you know, if I could that's put that right. over there. So you feel a little bit better, yes. a little bit of freedom, but yeah. not, and you never get that. In, and in, we see that now in recovery yeah, where people, lot. um, it's fine. People will share their testimonies yeah. 
and some of them aren't around yeah. and we know that it wasn't complete freedom there, yeah. there, there's still stuff there that like just even as some like when they sh- yeah. it's just not enough you know that there's more there's more yeah. there and we're hoping that sharing a bit yeah. will give us the freedom right but it just it will yeah. temporarily yeah. until the street light like i said until i get down the road yeah i feel good but it's yeah. not enough and speaking of testimonies when you were asking brent like you know a couple they might be coming to church and mm-hmm. one of them is is uh getting it and the others holding back i do find with with celebrate recovery the the testimonies are a huge part when people when people see like our leaders that they right. didn't know them in their past life and they just think oh you know we look at leaders like they're different they're not yeah you know our participants that come probably think that they're not anything like them like and they hold them up on this pedestal but when they hear where they were right it gives people permission to share where they're at and mm. they feel safe to share it and as soon as that happens as soon as they can let their guard down and feel safe and they admit it right. and get to that point, that's mm. where the magic happens. Right. And like admitting it in real time yeah. right here, right now, this is a problem. Yeah, I think that's a huge observation yeah. of like, you can't, yeah. you like the, the, the work that God wants to do in us is at ground zero. And a lot of the time yeah. we like, yeah. it's like, it's like, right. It's in us now. And I think, yeah. I think we're more comfortable with God working on the old us or a, yeah. a version yeah. of us that, you know, sure. is over here. Yeah. And I, I think there's that, I think about your story, Adam, and it's like, and I think God does this for everybody at some level, but it's almost, you know, you, you think about how, okay, you're the, the revelation after you got married, this is a problem. You go mm-hmm. to, you go to rehab, you get a, quite a great degree of freedom for a for a while like seven years yeah seven but years, yeah. and and if and if and if you didn't injure yourself it might have gone a lot longer than that but there was like a gateway there was like an entry point that mm-hmm. uh that circumstance and then that opportunity um exposed something yeah. that obviously was still in there exactly. and, and yeah. that's good that's and exactly then right. like you, you, you relapse into a different drug this time, but same, same idea. Um, and then, but then like when we, we pick up, you know, however many years ago it was, maybe five years ago, six years ago, I don't even remember now. It feels like a life. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you could see God. One thing I, I, I think this is one of the reasons I was drawn to you was I just knew God was not letting you off the hook. And he was, and he was like, he kept zooming in almost on you. Like he just kept squeezing you to where you couldn't, you couldn't wiggle out of it. And and he still is. Yes. He still is. That's, that's, that's what he does. I know. And who you surround, that's another thing is who you're actually surrounding yourself with. Like I, I was starting now to be around some people that, that knew what's up. Right. Like Holy Spirit wise, like you and mm-hmm. Dan and Anthony and different, just different guys. You couldn't hide. Church. It's like, yeah. And that, yeah. and that's the thing when you keep coming, like even through that, Brent, like those men's groups I was using, but yeah. I came. Yes. Because yeah. I knew. And it's like, okay, I, I got to come. Like church, we never missed. We yeah. came. And you know what? People start to get around you and you can escape and God will yeah. use that. See, and that comes back to relationships, I guess. But it's like these people knew. And you something. genuinely had an interest. It's not like you yes. were just trying to no, no, f- fake me out and go to church. I mean, he's been called to the ministry since he was a young boy. He remembers that. His grandfather was a pastor. And 
I mean, you're just born to be a pastor. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. in church camp when I was like 16, I remember deliberately there was a call and I remember de- deliberately saying nope and going to the bathroom and yeah. bailed. I was yeah. like 16, 17, just yeah. when I met you. I, there's probably, a, there's but. an interesting thing that God does. Like, I don't think God ever um, forces any. Like, at the end of the day, we ha- we're, we're creatures that have free will and we can choose to reject God and we see yeah. We see yeah. people do that all the time. And we, and, and even those of us who would say, you know what, I, I've given my life to, to God. Like, I, I hope I don't reject him, but there are times where he shows me in hindsight areas that I have. And so mm-hmm. we, we, yeah. we're constantly doing that. But I think though, man, God won't, God won't overrule us or override our will, but man, mm-hmm. he will hunt us down relentlessly <laughs> and like yeah. not. He'll give miserable. us lots of opportunities to yeah, choose and, him and, again. And like, I mean. I see this. You guys probably see it even more overtly because you see people maybe dealing with, um, you know, like it says in one scripture, I think it's in first Peter. It says like some people's sins, they go out in front of them and you can just see it. Other yeah. people's they're better at hiding it and it's, it's in behind, but everybody's got issues yeah. is basically right. what it's saying. But you know, you probably, you know, you probably see people basically fleeing when it gets too real. And like, like they, 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 like they're, they feel like there's this moment where God like zooms in a little bit more. It's like, we're going to deal with this and I'm not letting, I'm not letting it go. Like what, have you seen that much where people like, they, they were no longer at a safe distance where, where God like forced them to have to deal with something. And instead of like yielding Mm -hmm. to that, they bolt. Yeah. A lot of people don't get past step four, which is the inventory. And okay. it's, it's the hardest part. It's mm-hmm. getting real and Why? actually digging up the past. Okay. And, and it's not so much digging up the past. Right. It, it, it's like just, it's, it. it's not going and sitting there. It's just acknowledging it to get rid of it. Right. And move past it. Right. But yeah. that's, that's the hardest part. And the other thing we see is people come, they're so broken and they get a little bit of recovery and it's like, they got enough right. that, like they don't know how much God wants to free them up and how much he has mm. for them. They just feel so much better because they were so bad off. And it could be, it could be as simple as finding like a boyfriend or a girlfriend right. that we see. And it's like, they were alone, yep. broken. They lost everything. Mm-hmm. They come, they're getting a little bit of freedom. They're getting new friends. Mm-hmm. They get, you know, no, they're interested right. in someone. They're gone. Yep. They're oh gone. yeah. They meet a girl yeah. or a guy. Then they, they're done. They're they gone. got, yeah. they, they yeah. didn't and, want, and they might've, yeah. yeah. They didn't want they like, real freedom. Sorry, sorry. This is the delay. We start. We, we yeah, the delay. but uh, right, no, yeah. like they. they what, but then I think that exposes though. They didn't. They wanted help, not transformation, and they wanted help in their life, right? Which is fine. I mean, that's that's human and natural. Yeah. But yeah. there's a difference yeah. between a yieldedness that says, "God, I need you to change me utterly," versus yeah. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to King's Church or go to go to recovery and. Um, hopefully I can get some help. And then when I get there, you know, I meet some new people, like you said, get some good things that maybe help me feel a little better. It's like that feeling yeah. you get when you go to the, go to the gym the first week, you know, like I'm a healthy yeah. person. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then yeah. it's actually, that can be the very thing that can, that dupes you into, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. just relapsing back into being chubby yeah. and out of shape because, totally. you know, everybody like, knows when you go to the gym the first time you're looking in the mirror when you get home. Right. It's happening. Right. Oh Yeah. It or is. you it's, just go out and buy a new pair of jeans that fit and you're, you're all good. Right. And then you fall <laughs> off the wagon again. Yeah. Right? And like, but I love, uh, I love to use a, a friend's name and he, he wouldn't even care, but I, I love just 
Chuck is a great friend of all of yeah, us. Yeah, Chuck and, Landers. Uh, yeah. yeah, just but the guy. persistence in that guy's recovery. Yeah, is, it's like yeah. he made mistakes and he was here mm-hmm. and he was setting chairs up and he was taking chairs down and he was like I'd say Chuck will lead the group and he's like what do you like lead the group like I can't, like, and he would do it and he would and mm-hmm. it's just and we, and we've seen in that progress longer and longer and longer periods of recovery which really is the whole period is recovery i think he's That's done the, five step studies yeah wow exactly yeah. and he like if we called him right now if he's not busy like he doesn't he's not codependent i don't mean that but yeah. he uh that he understands the process that right. this is a journey yeah. and most people don't like julie said they come they get it we see it at church on sunday they come the emotions the worship they're there for a month yep. they're my best volunteer yeah and then it's poof yeah it's just yeah. because like you said brent that the sins behind us are a secret they're not we're not willing to let him in that place i i often say when so, i meet with a new believer like some especially someone who and you see this a lot especially in recovery ministry because you see such incredible mm-hmm. like um you know moments of encounter yeah. with the lord and people yeah. just get lit on fire really fast and i yeah i always tell people when they first start following jesus is like okay this is awesome it's yeah. amazing how you feel right now, mm-hmm. but following Jesus isn't a feeling. It's a lifestyle. And like right. you, like this is about establishing new patterns in your life yeah. and new strength around yourself and giving God permission to have access to everything. Yeah. And yeah. I so think we're operating. Go for go it. No, no. I want you to finish your thought. I think, I think I forget. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was gonna say uh when you were saying the high when people first re- like yes. receive jesus it's, it's it's because that part there's no cost it's free right that's the free gift man like you're operating like open in the present christmas morning like i'm yeah. I'm rocking a pair of yeezys man this is this is cool um like they're, they're brand new yeah. but the cost comes later do you like, yeah it, it, do you ever see like is it, it in your you know it how have you ever seen or do you often see people will come to CR or come to King's Church and like that's just clearly like that's just their current drug of choice? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. And that's important as us as leaders um to actually talk to that and challenge it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um it's funny, like some people will kinda of like, Hey, I want to host, I want to lead, I want to do this and, and yeah. saying no to that mm-hmm. is is huge. Like that the person it's just it's discernment, which I believe is from God in that. But yes, we do. It's it's definitely the drug of choice. Yeah. And man, it's it's that's so dangerous. That's a trap that hmm. can last a long time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, people come, and I mean, it it is exciting to to worship, and you you sense the Holy Spirit, and yeah. and mm-hmm. that's kind of sometimes people just come for the main session, and they don't even go right. to group, or they don't, or they go and they just share surface level. But they mm. if you don't actually do the steps like for yourself if you don't actually do the work i mean it's it is just yeah. a feeling one of the things i think even as a church we are so attracted as a recovery program you know brandon the team and we chose celebrate recovery as, as the material for this time yeah. yeah and one of the things i loved about that is for leadership you need to go through it all first right yeah like you're not like they make it it's 10 to 12 months yeah. which is which i think is what i loved about that program yeah. it's it weeds it out a yeah. lot. It I've does. never seen anybody go through it. Like we've had people that want to help out or actually even myself. When I first started, I thought, 
You're doing I don't it for really Adam. Need it, but I guess yeah. I have to yeah. go through this. But everybody is like, I'm so glad I went through that. Like, yes. they, there's so much that. Right. It's crazy. It is. The it really is. is key. Yeah. yeah. That that's that's huge. What do you say? Like, let's jump on that because, like, I think again we we mentioned a little bit earlier we didn't really dive into it just this idea Mm -hmm. of misconceptions about everyone everyone's on a recovery and restoration and transformation journey you know like how how have you seen just maybe misconceptions about that conversation especially in the church you get a lot of people who you know they go to church they maybe don't have a, a son or a daughter or a a spouse who's dealing with with addiction and so everything's sort of you know normal but they they exempt themselves like they're they're not part of this or they couldn't benefit from this what's what's some common maybe recurring themes you see yeah the biggest one is codependency that's that's what i see in most broken broken relationships if you have people that you are bitter towards or just unmended relationships that affects people like a great deal like your life it It affects your life it it affects affects everything i mean i just did a podcast with stephanie shared her testimony last night and she'd be a perfect example of that i mean she had so many people her mother her father uh, abusive boyfriends so many people that hurt her in her life Mm. and it just it affects everything everything about you you. everything it It rewires who you are like even it just does like yeah. depression. Um, yeah. that, like, a lot of things are caused. We see it in a lot of divorce yep. and separation. It's just the healing. It's yep. like, I'm moving on. I'm forgetting about that. We're yep. cutting it. You get half, I get half. And now yep. we're going to be fine. Hmm. Yep. Like, oh. If you don't get healing, you're going to just, you're going to find a new relationship. It's going to be exciting for a while. Right. And, and this is what we even see with people that come temporarily to see her. They might come because they just got a divorce. They're a wreck. They're a mess. Right. So they come they meet somebody else and so it's new it's exciting they feel they came and got what they wanted but there is something in them why the divorce happened it might look like it was the other the mate the other Mm -hmm. spouse Mm -hmm. but they're gonna go they're gonna walk right in they'll probably if it was somebody who's married to an addict like for me if i had left adam and i never got recovery i would have walked into the same thing because there was things in me there was reasons that I was attracted to that and that I was right. an enabler and codependent yeah. and controlling and but a the, fixer, uh, all the, those things. The addiction is so funny. When I first met you, you were like, you were like behind me. And yeah. with like, if I said we're doing this or buying this yeah. or buying this house, she's like, yep, yep. And it's so funny. It's turned you into like a boss. Yeah. The I, it's like, no, I'm a that's different not, person. Yeah. Like you shut me yeah. down when <laughs> I need to be shut down where before it's like, you're my woman. And yeah. Wow. Right. No, seriously. That's <laughs> I, when I met you. You were innocent. Yeah. You were. I was. You're a boss now, though. You. You, you yeah, sometimes. I was very Adam, shy. You sometimes have some like. Uh, can we go? Can we? Can we go back to that? <laughs> can we go back? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's. I'm sure I'm still damaged. A little I. I. I the I've told my wife this before. I was like, I was attracted to you because you're smart and you aren't a pushover. Man, some days I wish. <laughs> I wish you were just a dumb blonde that would just smile and nod, <laughs> smile and nod. I at know, me and do right? what I say. I know. I know. I'm. I'm definitely not the same no. person. I was oh, when no, we first it's, met. it's not. But yeah. like you were saying, people in recovery, they would come to celebrate recovery or any recovery. Like I guess it's King's recovery at the moment. Yeah. They would come and um, I'm coming. I want to pray. 
I want to sit in the back of the room and pray over you guys. That's what I'm right. Doing. Yes. They're, they're in the back row crying and they come to me and they say, um, I'm just going to come for a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not going to pray. And I'm not talking, I'm talking to people, are like people that are influential and love Jesus. Yeah. I'm not saying like their faith isn't real. Yeah. And even like volunteering in our church and effective and loving people, it's just like they're thinking, if I want to go to where Jesus is calling me, I need to work on that little thing that I know. Right. It's in there that no one else does. I mean, it's it's the testimonies. That's that's the craziest thing. When people hear testimony, people who came and just brought their person that they're trying to help. That's yeah. the funny thing. They too. hear a testimony and they're like, oh my word, I've codependency here. Right. How many times have yeah. we seen um, the person they came with? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm bringing a friend tonight. Yeah. Where the friend is still with us and the person that brought them isn't. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so many, because yeah. the person that was bringing was, Hey, this is, I, I'm yeah. riding on that high. This is yeah. my new Fixing thing. Fixing people. And then, and yeah. then the person that it's just awesome how God works. Yeah. And it, wow. It's neat. Yeah. So, um, I wanted, so like this idea again, like I'm so, I'm so interested in this conversation. That's because like, there's so many cool testimonies and stuff that, that comes out of recovery ministry, but there's also some principles that we can apply for, for everyone, even if you're not dealing with yeah. addiction or like a, an overt addiction or like stuff that, yeah. you know, for the person who's never going to walk into an AA meeting or a CR, mm-hmm. CR gathering mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, like yeah. the reality is the call of God on everyone's life is actually transformation. Like the Bible tells us that we're supposed to be changed from glory to ever increasing glory. So we're supposed to be evolving and growing and changing. And we should not be the same person, you know, a year from now or five years from now that we are right now. I hope I'm more like Jesus Mm -hmm. in a few years. And I hope that honestly, it shouldn't just be Adam. I'm, I'm willing to bet on the track you're on, you know, five years from now when we have this conversation, we look back and like, man, I don't even recognize us five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Like it shouldn't just be reserved for the, for the major, oh, I was on, I was hooked on pain opiates and now I'm not like, that shouldn't just be our testimony. It should be like, I was a cranky, short fused jerk and God's given me such a new level of peace and patience. So like. Transformation is really the goal of mm-hmm. of following Jesus. Like it's not yeah. just, and I I know all three of us grew up in church, and maybe I, I would say you know my misconception of the invitation of Jesus on my life was follow Jesus and go to heaven, and yeah. and that's actually yeah. not what Jesus what? came to heaven. do. <laughs> yeah, or, or and like. You know, he says, oh. like, if you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll be like me. You'll, you'll actually do the things that I do, he said. Like, so that, that's a really yeah. awesome present invitation on our lives. And so here's what I want to I ask is, who does well? Like, if you were to take a case study mm-hmm. on the person that you saw, whether it's your own life or you, you probably get even better perspective watching others do it than in your own life, you get kind of that th- third, you know, mm-hmm. third party view, you know, who does well? Like what, what, what are the, what are the mile markers? Like we talked about one thing about surrender and admission, mm-hmm. but like how, how, what, how does Chuck like become a success story? What are the, what are the components that, Hey, look, if you're a believer yeah, and you approach your faith with these things in mind, yeah. You do this, you don't yeah. do this, you beware of this. 
What are some of the handles like for people listening today? They're like, that are like, you know, I'm just, I'm struggling to try to like forgive or whatever. Like what, what are some transformation handles beyond just the easy answer of, well, Jesus, no, how do we actually take hold of that and see Mm -hmm. changes happen? Mm -hmm. I think one of the big things is the whole accountability, a life, Mm -hmm. bringing Mm -hmm. that into your life. The ones that take that serious and just continuing to share. So we see people very broken, come and get healing from their main issue. Right. But this is an ongoing thing for the rest of your life because we all have new things. Yep. And when you make that part of your life, like people that come and like not leave after a year, but they decide, no, I I need this forever. I need to share because in James 5, 16, where it talks about, you know, when you ask forgiveness, Mm -hmm. when you pray to the Lord and ask forgiveness for your sins, you're forgiven. But until you share with another person, you aren't healed. Yes. So it's when people bring that into their lifestyle ongoing, Mm -hmm. sharing with her accountability or just coming to see her and sharing weekly about what's going on in their life now. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge yeah accountability is huge and and just um if you were to even let's just even look at where if we just even look at staff or churches uh let's look at a church type setting the the our staff that are most influential and have yeah. the most influence I, I we know and i know right now are the ones with with accountability yeah right they, they just where we actually like brent and i both he has his group i have another one but like we don't miss yeah. I, like very seldom. I have a few different accountability things where that has been uh, transformational in my life in a yeah. sense. Um, and do I want to do it? Nope. Do we miss yeah. some or try to change it? Yep. But yeah. man, I know if you look through any type of leader, um, there's a type of accountability, whether it's, um, yeah. you know, you're a Christian or you're not like if you're, leading at a high level there's people you're accountable to more so than the one that isn't so in christianity and and following jesus like the components definitely is accountability is and that's the one that most people won't do yeah yeah and that's like that's a step beyond just community right you can you can be a part of a community but someone doesn't have permission to have access like accountability is is access and authority there's a level Mm -hmm. of like I know I need to actually be able to give an account to this person and I've submitted that I've given them that authority in my life to have a voice. And I think the the big thing that undermines transformation a lot of times in our lives is, I mean, you already spoke to it, Adam is like the it's ice, it's isolation. It's like, how far, how can I keep this at arm's length? Can I keep people at arm's length? And as soon as you open the door of accountability, you're, 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 you're blowing that whole, that's you know, right. that dark place up where that funk can, that, that yeah. stuff can grow, you know, yep. someone can come and, in, you know, yep, it is. Yeah. And the thing is too, on the accountability is I can see certain people with their accountability partners, those that I know who their accountability partner is. And it's even in a codependent accountability. Like I know that accountability partner mm-hmm. is not going to be is not going to bring the best out in that person. Right. It's not going to actually help. We always say like, you I can could fire pick, your accountability. Yeah, but partner. I can pick an accountability yeah. partner that is soft for me. So what do you look for? What do you look for in like a, what's healthy accountability look like? It, it's not necessarily, we always say it's not your best friend. Right. It, it's, it's not something that, yeah, is going to turn into that. It's almost better if it's not, but it's just yep. somebody that is walking, that is further in the recovery than you and it's especially good if it's in that same area, but 
just somebody that's committed to you mm. to hold you to accountable to what you ask them to. Right. Like some questions. Yeah. Like, like you we all give know. them we, questions. Yeah, we give yeah. them questions that we ask each other. Yeah. And but it typically does. It can turn into quite a, a deep friendship. I yeah. believe, but lots yeah. of times it doesn't start for that, that way. purpose. If you, if you yeah. pick the person that's super comfortable, yeah, it's just it, you tend to never get to where you're supposed to get in that meeting. Next yeah. thing you know, I'm talking about street bikes and yeah. and even church. If it's um, a family member or some, you you may not want to disappoint them. Like right. if if you become too involved, then you can. Some people struggle with codependency, not wanting to disappoint them, and then mm. they share less. So that, I'd say like the first thing definitely was accountability, mm -hmm. and we need to be looking for that. Typically, a, a different personality yeah. than than the, you. Like right. if I found someone that's the same as me. That's not super healthy. So my accountability is actually, it's funny. They'd be the same Enneagram as Julie. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just, it happened to be same so, same. and we're totally different. What are your guys Enneagrams yeah. for? I'm a five. Yeah. Um, I've, a I've done it a few times. I tend to be, you're thinking I'm close to a three, but it's an eight, eight and three are similar. Yeah. It comes out eight or three yeah. for me every time. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but so accountability uh, and then accountability. And I was just going to say, if, if you find a good accountability partner, you're blessed and you, we yeah. can't forget, like we need to pray and ask God to show us who that is. Right. People ask us all the time. Can you get me an accountability? No, we can't. No. You like, we can right? help, yeah, we, we can give you ideas yeah. or keep our, our ears open for somebody looking. But if you pray and ask the Lord, because it's, it can be a lifelong thing, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's somebody that's going to walk with you for oh, the long run. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It accountability should be, it should be a lifelong it thing. It should be accountability. Yeah. And then the second thing is um, serving, like to yes. actually help somebody else. And it, especially in your lane, like if it's like, if you're a I, host, if you like to make meals, if yeah. You're a but worker. I was going to say, like, for me, when I hear of a wife whose husband is an addict, like my heart just breaks for them right and right. I, that's just those are my people mm -hmm. and yeah yep. so i would say like it's chuck, yeah. like we we're saying chuck that's what he oh, does yeah. but well, accountability generosity i guess is, is how, if we're gonna get yeah. if we're gonna if we're gonna make make a sermon here and we started yes. with accountability a generosity i think that's a huge biblical principle because the mm -hmm. moment you stop giving like grace stops flowing like it, yep. things start to stagnate and the people like you know we, we look at definitely you, like you guys just immediately, you know, Adam, Adam, you, you ended up, you know, we sort of paused your story. You uh, ended up kind of coming to a moment of crisis and then you went off to, um, to get basically a, a season of help and health again yeah. Yeah. and coming off the heels of that instead of kind of coming back to light to your normal life and, just sort of mm -hmm. trying to figure out a new rhythm. You started giving yourself to the church yeah. to like getting just in, as involved as, as whatever, yeah. basically whatever would be put in your hands, even if it seemed like yep. too small yeah. or too little or too small yeah. or too large, either one. You were like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And yeah, I, I think that's that, a key. That was the second thing I was going to say was the generosity in, yeah. in the submission to the generosity, like the leadership and those around me asking me, to do certain things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always the thing I, I loved or wanted. Maybe it was behind the scenes and no one would ever notice uh, with my personality. Of course, I like attention sometimes or be noticed, but I just did it yeah. and, and we did it. And it was funny, the amount of time that we spent at the church yeah. for mm -hmm. me, not even as much for me, um, was a sacrifice on my family. Right. It really, but 
we, we understood as a family, there was going to be no family if I didn't make that sacrifice for that season. Yeah. Like it was nonstop. Everything I could do to be here was in now. Mm -hmm. Yes. It didn't go forever. My yeah. family started to heal and I was able to like recovery gave me, it gave me an allowance to be able to miss a little bit. Mm -hmm. The longer I was in it, it's like, yeah, I could take a week off, yeah. you know what? Or I could, but for, there was a season where I, I couldn't. But like, it was, it was God's grace that I got involved because we've right. said before, like if he just thing. went and started CR and I was home, oh, that yeah. would have been, I was so broke. Our family was broken. Yeah. We would have been done because yeah. we needed so much healing. And if he was like meeting all these new people and I mean, we were here all the time. Right. Like mm -hmm. if that was his thing, I don't think that yeah. would have been. Good. So you, you would encourage together. like if there's a listener out here who maybe their spouse is, is like involved in church or in recovery, you know, yeah. like to do that as a family, yeah, try. You know, yeah. I, maybe, maybe someone, you know, let's just be real in some marriages, you know, I think we all can be very selfish in our own marriages and self motivated. Um, yeah. Even love yourself enough to invest yourself in their recovery because your life's going to get better exactly. by by nothing being better involved. than a husband and wife coming. I went and... into it with not selfish intentions. I mean, I didn't go to help others really. I went so my husband would get yes. better. That's the only reason why I helped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then come to find out, I needed it so much. Yeah. And no, totally. Then, but yeah, I think you're like, Brent, that is good that a husband and wife, man, if they can come together, even if the wife is just saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm believing in what they're telling me. Right. I don't know if I need it, but I'm going to go and I'm going to do this as a family thing. Yeah. And this is too. And even like our kids, like, yes, I work at the church. We both do. Yeah. And that's everything that rolled into a pastoral role for sure. But even before that, like our kids knew Tuesday night, that was, yeah. that was Tuesday night and Sundays. They're off limits. Yeah. Like they're, they're not. And it's so funny. Well, I can't commit every Tuesday night. People say I ran a business, Julie, and I ran a business and we worked here and you remember me begging you pretty much for a job. It's like, I can't do this. Yeah. And then you'd say, well, do you have a schedule? And I'm like, well, no, he says, why don't you try that first? And then I'd have a schedule and when we do it, but you can make room for Sundays and Tuesdays. Well, and like you say, we're starting home church on Wednesdays, yeah. Wednesdays and Sundays. You can make that commitment as a family. Yeah. Um, and it will work. You get it in that rhythm, crazy. you wouldn't believe it. You say we had a business. We had two apartment buildings. I had a, de a design business. I was doing Brewer Electric books. Yeah. Celebrate Recovery. Kids. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah. It was. But you can you can make time as a family to make priority. Yeah. And, it, and I, I think the intentionality is just huge that, you know, you're going to invest in what matters. Like you're, you're currently investing yeah. in what matters most to you. I think the, the yeah. that's why inventory, you mentioned that word, you know, inventory, I, again, I don't know as far as like the, the, the 12 steps goes, but yeah. for me, inventory isn't just, you know, taking, taking inventory of, you know, where I've come from and what's going on, but it's also taking inventory of like the, what's important to me and what do I say is important versus what do I act like, act like is important and actually separating. Cause I think a lot of the time we, we say family is important, but in actuality, no, the boys, the boys and going fishing is actually what's important to me because I've right. put the time in there and not in. So yeah. I think that, that collective inventory of no, mm -hmm. this is what matters and I'm going to arrange my life 
onto those. Look at your bank statement, and you'll know what's important. Yeah, you will. Yeah, and your time, and your time, where you, where your time yeah, goes. Your schedule. The um, yeah. we uh, we call it a daily inventory. Yeah. It's one of the steps. So it's a, yeah. like okay. one of the things they suggest new in recovery, and yeah. we keep doing it. Is is a daily inventory? Do I do it daily? No, but I try to look at it weekly, maybe. Yeah. Or it's like Keeps okay. And COVID's been like this season for Julie and I. Like about a month ago or so, we realized. You know, there, I still had some major holes in my recovery. Hmm. Um, like you're saying what's important to me. Um, like we all like here at the well, see church. Our, it was see just, our and getting together. That's important to us. Too. Right. Like still, like yeah. it's still something. It is, but it just, it just made me realize when you were saying, you know, hanging with the boys or doing this, like what is really important? Yeah. Like what is like all I had was time with my family. Yeah. And it, it what like it's just anyway it yeah. made us realize that recovery is a process and it's not just addiction yeah um it, it's definitely life yeah definitely yeah so life. so accountability if someone's listening they're like i i, I need some yep. keys yeah. to get my life in order and more than just yep. uh, a general kind of jesus answer but like as yep. i follow jesus here here are some things that i need to kind of take hold of accountability uh that idea of authority and vulnerability along with those with that generosity giving myself to some to something bigger than mm-hmm. myself um yeah. what what's another key for we kind well, of you touched on it landing? inventory yeah uh, that you we already said this, but i would write that down as one as yeah. a daily inventory not necessarily digging up don't dig up stuff you've dealt with that's mm-hmm. another problem is we think mm. like i think i still need to deal with my addiction mm-hmm. listen man I'm, I'm a pastor at this church and god's done an amazing work that is something I need to be aware of for sure. Yeah. But there's other things that are way more important right now that I need to be dealing with. If I was going to write down an inventory, I'm not writing down a pill addiction. Right. No, that's, no, that's, that's, no, that's gone. But I need to write down, I don't know what I'm dealing with now. So if you were talking about inventory or um, daily inventory, yeah. keeping an account, what is important, I would say that would be an important number yeah. three. Yeah. But huge. even before those steps, before accountability and all that, the biggest thing is stepping out of denial. Where yeah, right. Like, be real. And realizing you're powerless, like Mm. you just, we can't do this life, not even the big things, just every day. We can't, we have no control. And we all realize that over COVID, like none of us realize we're powerless Burst our bubble. just hand over daily, weekly, like all the new things over, hand that control over to the Lord, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We have influence, but we're not in control. Yeah. That's, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. You guys, you guys are are a gift. I think we should, I think we should have some more conversations about this, you know, moving, moving forward. Cause I think it's, it's maybe that's, that's a good, a good place to sort of leap off for an ending is this whole thing is an ongoing, it's an ongoing process. Like none of us, your, your recovery and transformation is not done. Mine's not done. And it's, nope. it's something we need to kind of keep, keep, keep in yeah. front of us. And I think the, maybe a big takeaway today is it's not just going to happen. You know, like no. you're not just going to change. Like it's, it takes no. faith. And, uh, again, coming out of denial, it takes surrendering to the higher power who we believe his name is Jesus, but it also uh-huh. takes other things. It takes intentionality. It takes decisions. <laughs> yeah, it takes it discipline yeah. like that's what really brings Hard, change it, yeah. it is like let's just call it, it what is. it is that's okay it's yeah. it's it's it doesn't we all, suck we all have, but it's hard yeah we all go back to like our natural self i guess like yeah, if i did continually work on it i would go back to wanting to withdraw like the next problem that would come yeah. my natural self would want to withdraw and like we go back to those things if like i'm never i'm never on. losing weight on purpose yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my word, I lost 15 pounds. No, yeah. I'm putting weight on. Yeah. But on, like by mistake. Like, we not don't even realizing yeah. it. Yeah, in, in no way in life, whether it's your marriage, your body, your mind, your character, we don't drift towards health. We drift away yeah. from yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, it, it wow, takes, am I ever healthy? I didn't know this. Yeah. yeah it, it, and, and honestly, I, I think everybody at some, at some point in their life could look at something that maybe was valuable to them or was like, that was, that was a good thing. You would say it probably cost me the most and mm-hmm. it probably took the most out of me. And, yep. you know, I, I would say though, just by way of encouragement, I think this is fair and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, as it comes to this stuff, it's, it's, it's hard for a while, but but you can start creating habits where yeah, oh, your, your lifestyle yeah. can change, and it's not yeah. as you know like it's no. like it's like with anything. It's like going to the gym. You know, the first yeah. the first twelve sixteen weeks, you know, yeah. you're fighting, you're fighting. Oh, I got to get yeah. there. I got to eat right. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you do you do sixty six, seventy, eighty oh, yeah. days of something, and you start to form some habits where oh, yeah. it's weirder sure. not to do it than it is to do it. Tuesday yeah. is our favorite day of the week. Right. Like, it really is. Like, for an activity. Yeah. Like, even we work. love it. Like, yeah. Like, in, well, for, I love Sundays because, like, yeah. it's just those, those two things. Where, where Jesus is present and we're yeah. ministering yeah. to people, whether yeah. that's Tuesdays or Sundays or at the beach where we're ministering to people yeah. is, our, is our favorite yeah. thing, right. seeing them come to Christ. But you're right, Brandon, it does. It, it, like, I've seen God do enough in my own life that I know when I find something, a thorn in me or yeah. that I'm, I know he's going to work at it. Like right. I know I have yeah. the skills now um, that it's going to turn out good. So right. it's the yeah. same idea as you, you know, you get the 60, 70 days in, it starts yeah. to look, Oh, sure. that's why yeah. AA is one. Like I, I love that program and yeah. for just for some of their, I don't want to say rules, but like they yeah. do 90 meetings in 90 days. Well, 90 I think, meetings in 90 days. I like, think they give you, you the, I mean, AA and then even more so celebrate recoveries, taking those steps and kind of made yeah. them even more, more overtly Christian and Christ, you know, Christ yeah. based, biblically based, but like yeah. it, it, it gives you the foundations and the building blocks to be able to start, you know, building yeah. a better, a better you by the grace of God. And, you know, Jesus yeah. said at the end of the sermon on the Mount, he said like, whoever, here's my words and puts them into practice is like a man who builds a house on a rock. Right. And like, yeah. here's the deal. I, I think we've all seen maybe, maybe some, maybe you've built a house or someone in your neighborhood, they, they cleared a lot. And then you saw, yeah. they started to, to get the stumps out and they, they brought the topsoil in and then, then they bring in the excavators and they dig out the, the hole and then they bring in the cement and there's like, yeah. it seems like that groundwork the foundation uh-huh. stuff takes a long time. And then yep. man, when the, when the, when the crew shows up and like a wall goes up, another wall goes up and a door yep. comes in yep. and windows are there and there's a roof going on. And then all of a sudden they're putting sod down that, yep. that aesthetic stuff actually starts to come together pretty quick. The, right. You know, That's and things right. start looking different. It's just, it's like the, it's like an iceberg though. Like, you know, especially when you're really dealing with a lot of deep work recovery stuff, you know, you're getting down to some pretty foundation. Like we talk about codependency. That's a pretty foundational. Yeah. Like that's deep stuff. Addiction is oh. deep rooted stuff that God uh-huh. needs access. But the good news mm-hmm. is when he, when you start giving him that access and you give him permission to make major foundational changes in your life, yeah. after mm-hmm. the dust settles on some of that and you, you kind of stay committed and you keep, you keep plugging away, man, it, because yeah. that's, I mean, I think about the five years, Adam, we, you know, like 
Where? On the, it seems like a lifetime ago. I know. And a different person ago, because you're so, you're yeah. almost unrecognizable. But at the same time, it's only five years. I know. I know. You know. I know. So, and like that's the crazy thing. So it, it might seem for some people listening, like it might seem like this is, you know, I just started going to church, and it's like not nothing's really happening. And like, no, if you. It's, it's the foundational work. I love how you say that. And then like every now and then, you know, shingle blows off the roof. Yeah. yeah. The shingle, right. Or a tree comes or a light through bulb the side. Or, right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It is. It's not the foundation's built yeah. and uh, that's there. Yeah. But yeah, like every now and then I got to do some crack filling and yeah. Um, like different yeah, build a sure. new deck or whatever. I love the house analogy because it's true. Like when, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, it, and Jesus said like, where are the ones, like he said, you know, he, whoever, whoever hears my words and puts them into practice is like a yeah. man who built. So yeah. we're actually the builders in this scenario. Right. Uh, <laughs> God, right. like Jesus is the rock, the foundation. And then as we build on that foundation, like we're involved and it's not just yeah. snap. You know, that's probably another big misconception we talk about another time we get together is like, yeah. you know, God's grace in our lives is not like very rare. Sometimes you see some people that's like, yep. I came to, I came to the service you know, I finished my cigarette outside and I was, had an alcoholic and I, I had him preach yeah. and I cried and I went to the front and I didn't have another drink or cigarette again in my right. whole life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, I know you that. do. But the funny thing is, is those people are, are typically around volunteering. Like they might think they're not doing the work. Right. After, even those ones. Not. Yeah. Even those yeah. ones, like there's actually little yeah. things going on. It's not, it's not as, Maybe it's not as like uh, magical as we make it. Yeah, but exactly. at the same time, it is. But it's it is small. Right. It's we don't want to take away from the things. miracle. It's the small yeah, it little is. things. It's, I think. Like next thing you know, they're our best. Like well, when we had red shirts, they were our best red shirt. It's yeah. like okay, yeah, you you jumped in after the after the miracle, you jumped in. Yeah, and, and kept working on it. So, right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Really the, good. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you. It's been fun, yes. and it's yeah. uh, and yeah, if you, you if you're listening to my podcast, make sure you go over and check out the Adam and Julie podcast because they they hit a lot of this stuff a lot yeah. and in a lot more detail, and they have testimonies of uh, people who have come up through the ministry here and stuff, and it's just really encouraging. So go check out their podcast, and thanks again for tuning in. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Adam and Julie as much as I did. Hey, if you haven't already, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to this podcast. You could do it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts, or go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel there. And hey, why don't you check out Adam and Julie's podcast? It's called the Adam and Julie Podcast. They have great stuff there. We'll see you next time.